your business is individual. It's you. So every single decision that you make is for the benefit of your business and it cannot be like a template. You're going to make the best decision for your business, for your family, for your lifestyle, the best of your ability. Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. Welcome back, everyone. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show. Excited about today's topic, Andressa. We are talking about the pros and cons of the Burr method, which is a very popular real estate investing strategy in, in our world of investing. But we're going to kind of dissect, if you will, right, the pros and the cons in today's market. Before we get into all the goods and the bads of the Burr strategy, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Interest rates are sky high in 2023, and buying a rental property means you could get stuck with an 8, 9, or 10% mortgage rate. But what about a 2.99% rate with rent to retirement? Rent to retirement has 2.99% seller financing available on turnkey properties. You heard that right. That's a seller financed 2.99% interest rate with an average cash flow of over $900 per month. Plus, they've got options where you can put as little as 5% down with no PMI. As the nation's leading turnkey investment company, Rent to Retirement helps investors build headache-free, high-cash-flow rental portfolios. And since their properties are fully turnkey, newly built or renovated, leased and managed, anyone can invest, even those who aren't into landlording. So what are you waiting for? This 2.99% rate deal won't last long. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. We always assume everyone knows what BRRRR stands for, Andressa, and I just want to break it down very quickly here for everyone. So B stands for buy, right? You're buying the property. Uh, and it's typically a distressed property, right? R, the next R, because then there's four R's, right? And it's renovate, rent, refinance, and repeat. So that's what the BRRRR stands for. So let's break it down a little bit. Why is, you know, I'll start with one pro, Andres, and I'd love to hear your perspective, but there are pros to the BRRRR strategy. It's, it's the kind of classic investing strategy because you're buying something that's under value and adding the value to boost you know, you're, you're after repair value. So that, that's the beauty of the burr. You're buying something under value and distressed. 
So I think that's always one of the biggest advantages to this particular strategy versus buying something that, let's use the word retail, right? I'm going out and buying something at retail. You're buying something on sale, very simple terms. One of the best, one of the best ways to, you know, do well in this business. What do you think is another pro, uh, Andressa, you'd say for, for the burr? Well, I just want to make a quick comment, right? Yeah. Because in our Facebook community, sometimes we say, we see women like, okay, I'm I'm buying this property here and it just need a little like TLC, quick rehab. Mm. And I'm thinking about doing the birth strategy. Listen, you're 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 trying to bake a cake with, I don't know, rocks. <laughs> that would not, be an awful cake. <laughs> not possible, at, not possible. At, at all to, to do it. So really thinking the goal here is the the refine right? If we're able to refine it. And I think that it's, it's the beauty of it that you leverage that. For me, one of the biggest ways that I was able to propel my business was through Burr. You, you leverage the refi, you go to the appealing process for the appraiser, if that's the case, and then you take that money and then reinvest, right? But there's, there's a lot of, uh, traps that you got to make sure that you're checking the boxes and all the B's and the, the R's, they all check the boxes. Absolutely. I, I think that kind of leads into the con, right? Because so many times people underestimate what it's going to cost to renovate, especially if you're newer to this business or you're, you're getting into an older property, right? There's a lot of reasons for underestimating costs, especially now. You know, if you have not done a rehab project and you're thinking materials cost X or you're doing your analysis, you really got to check to see if those costs, you know, between labor and your construction costs are, are accurate. I think the biggest con right now, as you look at it, is that you're able to refinance and be able to repeat the process and ideally even pull money out due to the interest rates. I remember doing Burr uh, projects at like mid fours, right? Mid threes. And that's not the case anymore when you're refinancing. So you're, you really need to conservatively estimate and analyze your kind of numbers before you get into these projects with the current and potentially the projected interest rate when you're going to be complete. No one has a crystal ball, but you want to be conservative. So then you can refinance and obviously set yourself for success. So I'd say that right now is, is one of the biggest cons or something. I always like to say, right, mitigating your risk doesn't mean you can't do it, but you really need to be conservative and mitigate your risk. What, what do you think is another con, Andressa, on your... Well, I, I want to pick back on what you're yeah. saying, right? Because in many occasions, you will not be able to refinance. Not going to happen. The numbers won't make sense. So then the question becomes to, can I hold this property? Cash flowing, I'm not talking about unless you... <laughs> Unless you have like money sitting down on a pile and you have no better place to put it and you, you can go into a deal that's going to cash flow negatively, it's not even in my, my books. So let's let's come from a, a standpoint that you are analyzing the deal and with the current rate and worst case scenario, you add one or two points above that. Yeah. Let's play worst case scenario, I guess, right? We're guessing game here. Still cash flows. That is a deal, right? Will you be able to pull the money out now? That might not be the possibility. 
you might be able to pull the money down in two years or three years or five years when the interest rate come down. Yeah. Then the question comes to you, can you hold until that time? How is your performa looks like five years from now down, down the road? That's what I'm looking at personally. And to be quite honest, it's more no's than, than yeses. And I need to be okay with that right now because it's a different game. So if I am loading the property and I'm leaving a lot of cash there, is that the best place for me to park my money to get my return or not? It might or might not be, depending where that cash is coming from. Yeah, that's a great perspective. I think another thing I really love about the, the, the strategy is that you can use, well, a lot of the strategies you can use creative financing. But one of our one of our favorite Burr deals was when we used a private lender and equity on the same deal. Yeah, and you know there there's so many creative ways to structure because you have to remember you're you're buying a distressed property. It's not like every bank is like, I'd love to finance that distressed non-performing you know property, right? You think about from a uh, an institutional perspective, they they want to see stabilized properties. That's why you're refinancing it with them after you have a renter in and it's stabilized. So the benefit, right, is that you can get into these properties creatively. Usually you have to move quickly. So um, if you've built up private money partners, whether they're equity partners, right, they're like a, you know, some type of partnership where you're going in together as active partners together. I'm not talking about syndication or or pooling money together. I'm talking about literally just partnerships. Uh, And you can also work with a lender because you got to remember the beautiful part about the Burr strategy is that you are adding the value. So ideally, you have to be able to pull your lender out. Now, there's been times that we were able to, I, I remember a couple of projects, we converted a lender to an equity partner because we weren't able to pull all the money out due to the refinance, due to the, you know, the budgeting of the um, construction. So again, creativity, right? You're working with private money partners, whether it's a lender or an equity partner, you can get creative with them. So I think keep there's that in a mind. lot of people that need to, are going to be doing this right now. Absolutely. Because you're not going to be able to refi and get your lender out. And that is eating you a leg and an arm, right? So talk talk a little bit more about that conversation, Liz, about yeah. converting, because it's not for everybody. Yeah, and I, I would say the biggest tip is that the converting or the conversation actually doesn't happen first when you're in a bind or the plan isn't, isn't, isn't kind of working the way it should be. The conversation actually starts when you really are at the very beginning of the project. Mm. As an investor, you need to be able to know that there's a plan A, there's a plan B, there's a plan C, and even there's plan D that we don't want to to go down the path. That's your job as the investor. You may not be able to control the contractor and control every single piece of the puzzle, but you as the orchestrator of the deal have to know what the risks are and what could happen, like, right, worst case scenario. So the conversations you want to have with your private money partners when the project begins, or even before that, when you're, you know, connecting with them, is, you know, what their long-term goals are. Um, you also need to know, like, almost like have a litmus test of, you know, are you, you know, would you be open to this scenario, that scenario? I mean, if they're a hell no, if in, in keeping into yeah. the project long term because their child is graduating from college next year and they really need that 100K back. Well, you know, you need to set yourself up and that person up for success. That's your job. That's your job in running the project. So remember those conversations, like the coming to Jesus meeting, right? Andressa actually doesn't shouldn't begin, shouldn't happen in the middle of the project. 
all those things proactively can happen at the beginning before you even take someone's money and, and, and have somebody invest with you. Because you really need to be able to mitigate risk at that point and know, okay, what are my options? Um, that's, that's being a good steward, right? Of private money. And that those are the and, conversations we always had with our private money lenders and, and yeah, partners. And, and please, investors, if you're listening to, to this episode about the birth strategy and how you're able to think creatively when you're not able to refinance, have those conversations prior and add those conversations, transfer those conversations from verbal or emails to the contract. Because then you're on the same page. Don't Correct. assume that, oh, that's what we talked about. People won't remember that. So your contract is extremely, extremely important. And let's say if you haven't had that conversation, but that's the situation that you're having it right now. Well, add an addendum to the contract. Have a conversation with your lender and worst case scenario, you got to run the numbers and say, okay, can I hold this? property that is bleeding or it's time for me to sell at this moment and stop the bleeding. Otherwise, my business will be affected. That is a conversation that you have to have first with yourself, with your partner, and think about the business as an entity. What does the business need right now, considering the economy the way that it is? Every single deal, every single business, your business is individual, right? It's it's you. So every single decision that you make is for the benefit of your business and it cannot be like a template. You're going to make the best decision for your business, for your family, for your lifestyle, the best of your ability. But having those conversations right now instead of like pushing because it's not going to get better next week. No, it's only going to get worse, right? Lack of communication will kill a project and kill a relationship. Bottom line. So you need to keep communicating. and the best thing is more more face to face or zoom especially if you're having a difficult conversation don't don't like text the person <laughs> you know don't, don't message them like have a real conversation they're real people and your partners in the project whether it's going well or not so but the bird strategy is one of my favorites i know it's one of yours andressa i think people could do well right now just make sure you're smart with the buying make sure you're buying right and not overpaying would be my biggest suggestion and for me, it will be, listen, you can use the same numbers that you use in the past and get frustrated that the numbers are not working out. You need to cali- recalibrate, recalibrate your expectations about the birth strategies and look at a longer term if you were to hold it. You can't just think that you're going to refine the next three months. That, that was my thing, right? I will refine in three, four of the latest five months. That became five years in my book. That's how I run stress tests. So what is yours? Go to our Facebook community and share what's coming up for you. If you are in a sticky situation with your burger, share with us so we can support you. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion. 
so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.